I just, as we were sitting there, as Nicole was finishing the offering, I just believe I heard the Lord say, and I haven't heard him, I haven't heard this before. I believe I heard him say that this year for us, 2021, I can't say that it's for every church, but I believe it is for us. This 2021 is our year of increase. It is a year of increase. Now, if you don't know us, you might be like, well, that's very materialistic. I'm not, abundance is not just financially. Abundance, when we say Boomerang Church, House of Love and Prayer, living in abundance, we're not just talking about financially. That is a area of it, and God is a prospering God. And without finances, you won't have an abundance to do every good work. That's the Bible. But it's not just that. It's an abundance of peace. It's an abundance of joy. It's an abundance of his mercy, an abundance of his grace, abundance of his strength. It's abundance in every area of life, not just one, every area. Why? Because when you are filled to the full, your cup is overflowing, you become a testimony of the glory of God. He, and he tells us that in his word. I want to bless you for my glory. For my glory. In other words, when you overflow, God gets glory. And the devil has done, honestly, the devil has done a good job at teaching a religious church to stay poor so that God doesn't get the glory. And I'm not just talking about financially. They'll stay poor in many areas, beat up, and they think it's their job to be this, what they call humble. It's actually a false humility because when you are operating in the abundance, you have an abundance for every good work that God's calling you, and God gets the glory. Yeah. He wants to prosper you. Third John 1, 2. Beloved. Are you his beloved? Yeah. You are? Yeah. I, amen. If you don't receive it, I will. I'm his beloved in Jesus' name. He loves me. He loves you. Amen. You're his beloved. So he's talk, say he's talking to me. Now put that verse up and say this verse, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. Amen. He says, beloved, I pray in all respects that you prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So as your soul and as the spirit man puts down the thinking, the mindsets, the will and emotion of the world, of the flesh, as your spirit man grows and it teaches your mind, will, and emotions, the soul, right? What is God and what is not God? To walk in those things, not to live by the soul, not to live by the mind, not to live by the, the emotions, but to live by the Spirit of God. Your soul prospers. God says, when you look at that verse, as your soul prospers, I want you to prosper and be in good health. In other words, as your, as your spirit helps your soul to prosper, he says, I want you to prosper in every area. Financially, health, peace. You know, many people today, because of the situations that have been going on and leading up to these years, they've been walking in depression. God doesn't want his people in depression. That's a horrible witness. Well, I love Jesus. He's so great. I love Jesus. He's so great. And, and you know, I, I, I think many people have been there, but can you look at that? Like Eeyore is not a good testimony. Right. Eeyore is not a good testimony. Right? right? Tigger is a good testimony. Yeah. Bouncy, pouncy, trouncy, whatever it is. Fun, 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 fun. <laughs> like, and maybe he needs to prosper his soul a little bit and think about some things. However, that's a good testimony. Which would you rather hang out with? Yeah, yeah, you know, go back to, you know, date. I mean, y'all never had party days, but which one would you rather be with at a party? Yeah, well, yeah, like that's a testimony. That's a testimony. God wants you overflowing. <laughs> Things you never thought you'd say when preaching and being a pastor. Fun, 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 fun. Bouncy, trouncy, pouncy. Um, anyway. I've got that wrong, but you get what I'm saying. It's been a long time, okay? I haven't watched Winnie the Pooh in quite some time. All right. God wants you to prosper. It is your year of increase. 
Do you receive it? It is your year of increase. It is your year of increase. Glory to God. God wants you to increase. Why would he want you to increase? Well, Luke 2.52. And Jesus kept increasing. Jesus kept increasing. He showed us the heart of the Father perfectly. And what did he do? He kept increasing. In the parable of the talents, what did he want done with the, par- with the talents? Increase. Increase. What did, he, did he want Peter and his uh, partners in the fishing boat to have nothing? No. What did he want? He proved it when he told them to throw the net on the other side. Hey, Peter, partners with Peter. Increase. 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 Why? It brings God glory. It brings him glory. In Jeremiah, let's turn there, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. God says this to his people. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. God has plans for your life. Now say that with me. Say, God has plans for my life. Amen. Yes, he does. Let let me put it in a different way. God has vision for your life. Today we're talking about how to have abundant vision, an increased vision. Because without an increased vision, you not only won't prosper spiritually, but you won't prosper in your job. You won't prosper in many places. You've got to have an increased vision. Say this, God has increased vision for my life. He's got plans for you. He's had them for a long time. The question is, do we know them? Can we see them? And how do we accomplish them? Well, you're never going to accomplish an abundant vision or a destiny that God has if you don't know what his plans are. So what the devil's done is he's taught many people that God's plan is to keep them poor and humble and broke, broke, busted, and disgusted, right? And then they go around, first of all, their, their life is not carrying glory. Second of all, their life preaches that God is a mean Lord. It preaches that. It preaches that. And, and who hasn't been there? There's very, very few people that I've met that haven't ever been there. You know, but think about this. Which preaches better, a bumper sticker praising God on a car that's worth a lot or a car that's being held together by bumper stickers? <laughs> Which one preaches more? Yeah. Well, Jesus, Jesus is my Lord, and it's got, you know, coat hanger wires holding on the, on the bumper. Right? And I, look, we, we've done that. We've done that. We've been there while we knew Jesus. Right? I can't help it. Nicole ran into the guardrail. <laughs> so you know it's true because how she re- reacted there. <laughs> that was a different time. <laughs> I'm talking about the bumper. The bumper was the guardrail. (laughs) We both had our times. As obvious. But we've had our times where we were, but here's the thing. Okay, you're in the place where your life has not been the best increased testimony. All right, what are you doing about it? We've all had the time where we've been there. Maybe some of us are just now finding out God wants something better. But now what are you doing about it? Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to get around some people that know the truth. You want to get around some people that think bigger, that see bigger. Man, I'll tell you, on Lunch Plus we talked about vision and increase all week. And I'm telling you, the Lord poured out on the daily broadcast that we have. If you haven't been watching that, you know, I always wanted and longed as a pastor, I, 
all these years, in 12 years uh, since we started Boomerang, I've always thought, God, there's so much I have to get into people. I want to help. How do I do it? Well, now we have an avenue to do that. Daily, every weekday on the broadcast, I'm able to give that daily bread and go into so many different topics so that people can live a victorious life in Christ. God cares about that. He wants us living in that place. But if you're at the place where you never have been operating in the increase that now the Holy Spirit is drawing you to, one of the first things you need to see is that God wants it for you. One of the second things is get around a people. Get around a people that's believing God like that. There, you know, there's something uh, in, in physics where if you'll, if you'll get like water or air rushing down a pipe, right? If you get water or air going in a certain direction, if you attach a different pipe to the outside, it'll actually suck air in there. It'll suck that uh, water in there. So if you get around a people that's going towards the increase of God, just hang around. Just hang around and you'll get sucked into the increase too. I remember Keith Moore telling a story one time. He said um, he said he came up, and uh, I forget what had happened, what the testimony exactly was. I just remember the response. He said, uh, there was a guy, the camera guys are going to have to get, uh, get real with me here for just a second. So, um, and so he was talking about a story, and he said it was either God just paid off a debt or somebody just received a car uh, completely. You know I, know, I know a pastor right now today, the Lord just gave them a car this week. You know, <laughs> glory to God. And so all of a sudden in this moment, uh, this guy's telling the testimony, and there's a young guy there as well. And uh, a young, there was like one minister, and there was a younger minister. He's telling how God poured out this blessing in his life. And then the young minister, he starts going, Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory, glory, glory! And, and the one who received the blessing was like, What's up? <laughs> What's up with you? What's going on with you? And he said, he said, he said, I'm so happy that you're blessed because I'm in the same receiving line you are. I'm just a couple of people back. I'm just a couple of people back. But I'm in the same line. He realized he's in the right kingdom. Jesus is good, right? He's like, if you're being blessed like that, I'm, I'm about to be blessed too. See, we got to learn how to get excited about other people's blessings. I love hearing about it. I love hearing about it. It's awesome. Amen? Amen. So he says this in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. He's got a plan. He's got a vision. An increased vision for your life. Write this. Or, or write it down. Say it. Type it on Facebook. Whatever. God has an increased vision for my life. It needs to be real to you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Now, when we read that word welfare, we have the idea of our welfare system today, which is not God's plan of welfare. God's plan of welfare is never to keep people locked down. God's plan of welfare is for you to constantly increase. And so if you see a welfare system that's not allowing and not getting the people to constantly increase, the system's broke and it's not of God. It's broke and it's not of God. That's not God's plan. God wants you to fare well. Now watch this. And he has no plans for your calamity. You know, some people think that God is constantly in the, in the business, of, God's constantly in the business of hurting them, taking them down the notch. God has no plans for your calamity. There's no tragedy in God's plans. That didn't come from God. He's not the author of it. He doesn't want it to be in your life. God has no plans for your calamity. None. None. I'm not sure why we don't have somebody on that second camera, but let's get somebody there. All right. 
So God has no plans for your calamity. None. None. Uh, only one person needs to move. <laughs> but I appreciate it. <laughs> God has no plans for your calamity. None. None. God has none. He wants to give you a future and a hope. And Bible hope is joy, confidence, and expectation. In other words, if the plans and vision that you think are from God don't produce a joy, a confidence, and an expectation, if, you, if they don't produce that, then it's not from the Lord. And so it's, if it's not from the Lord, it's from the devil. Or it's made up from a corrupted thinking and a corrupted flesh. God wants you to increase. and He has plans to give you a future and a hope. A future and a hope. Let's look at this. 2 Corinthians 9.8. He wants you to have an abundant vision. An abundant vision. 2 Corinthians 9.8. Read this for yourself. Make this yours. And God is able to make all grace, all supernatural power, all supernatural strength, all supernatural favor, all that God has, that he's backing all, not some grace, all grace, not just get to you, abound to you. Abound to you. Amen. I just, I sense that unlocking in somebody right there. He wants to abound me with his grace. And your life's never going to be the same in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. He wants it to abound to you. So that always, there's never a time he doesn't want it to abound. Always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed, for every good work. Man, how many absolutes can God put in one verse? At least one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, at least. And all these absolutes to get to you, all these absolutes to get to you. Glory to God. God's saying, I want this. This is my plans. This is what I have for you. Who's that for? Yeah, every believer. Even if you don't know Jesus, God wants it to be for you too. If you're not in the family of God, you can have that blessing operating in your life. And we should be living it in such a way that it preaches. That our lives preach it. In other words, you know, stuff may try to come, but we have such a confidence, such a joyful, confident expectation in the character of our Father that people look on and go, my goodness, it looks like the world's crumbling. Why are you so joyful? I have an abundance. I'm abounding because I know my God. He's a great God of hope, a God of joy, a God of my confidence, a God of my expectation. That's who he is, and he wants it to abound in my life. That's who he is. All of a sudden, your hope starts to preach to people. People will say, the Bible says this. The Bible says that you're supposed to be ready to give an account for the hope that's within you. What does that mean? I mean, people are going to look at your life and say, why are you so hopeful? I want to know. you got to be ready to give it. In other words, your hope preaches. But see, if we don't know that God's like that, that he's got a blessed vision, an increased vision for our life, and he's got the means to back it up, then we'll walk through life like Eeyore. But that's not what we're called to. We're called to be full of hope, full of God's things. No matter what I see, no matter what, what I feel, Lord, I'm putting faith in you. I might not feel like this is going to work, but Lord, I, I know you'll work. I know you love me. I, don't, I haven't felt like it, but I know you do. And we put on faith 
And that the word says in 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes that world system, that lack. This is the victory, even our faith. So when we put on a faith, no matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter how the world has presented us with a problem, when we put on faith, that faith, is the victory that we have. We can grab a hold of our victory simply by deciding no matter what I see or feel, Lord, I trust you. I believe in you. I believe in your character. I believe in your promises. Hallelujah. You're a good God. Amen. And when we believe like that, that faith will be that victory. Amen. No matter what we feel. Amen. No matter what we feel. Amen. So now, look at this. What does the Lord wants us to increase? He wants us to be in abundance. What about debt? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think about it too. Uh, what about debt? What does the Bible tell us about debt? He, exactly, I heard, I heard the word. Debt is a bondage. God doesn't want his people in bondage. Is there any point in the Bible where God wants his people in bondage? No. And if you don't know that, then you don't know him well. You don't know his character. You don't know his love. And debt is a bondage that he wants to break everybody out of. Even if you got yourself in it. I know that doesn't apply to anybody here, but there might be somebody online. <laughs> He wants you free. Well, it's just like sin. How many of us got in sin of our own accord? All of us. And yet he did something about it. Oh, he's such a merciful and loving God. He wants to get a blessing in your life. He wants to, he's got great increased vision for you. What does God say about debt? Matthew 6, 12. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lord, what is he saying? He's telling us how to pray. Forgive debt. Be forgiven of debt. It's how Jesus said, this is my will, that you are forgiven of debt. Forgiven of debt. Romans 13, 8. Owe no, nothing to anyone except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. In other words, the only thing we're supposed to owe on a regular basis is to love people. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what I actually in Romans, that's what Paul says. He says, I am in an obligation. In other words, I owe a debt to the world to tell them about Jesus. That's what Romans says. I Hear that again. I owe a debt to the world to tell them the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. That's the context of it. That's the only thing we owe is to love them. And how do we love them? We share the good news with them. How can we share the good news with them if we can't even go? We've got to be free. We've got to be in abundance. That doesn't mean that we wait till we're completely free to go. No, we start going now and the Lord blesses our journey. He blesses it. And one of the things he starts to do is break you out of debt. This is a year of supernatural debt cancellation. I'll tell you, there may be somebody that's watching or listening that doesn't know this story. And I know that most of you have heard it, but hear it again. Hear it like you've never heard it before. Several years ago, the Lord started telling me, I want this year to be a year where debt is supernaturally erased and where increase comes in. And, and so we started believing God, and I started preaching. I had a series called Bye Bye Debt, Hello Abundance, and then I preached on increase. During that year, we had maybe a third of the people, half to a third uh, at the most, uh, that were in the church. We had some partners around the world. In that year, God supernaturally erased over $960,000 worth of debt in a group at least half this size. Because when the Lord speaks, there's provision on his vision. Hear that. There's provision on his vision. There's not promised provision on somebody else's vision that's outside of God. But if it's God's vision, there's provision in it. And he had, a, he had a vision for Boomerang and the partners of Boomerang that year to erase debt and take them to increase. 
So we erased in that year over $960,000 worth of debt, and he increased salaries over $160,000. That means an ongoing increase constantly, year after year after year. So that was about four years ago. And uh, in that period of time, it was just awesome watching it. Like, I, how could that happen in such a small group of people for God to do that? It had to be supernatural, and it was. Well, one of the things that happened was this year, I hadn't planned on that. I hadn't really been thinking on it. I hadn't been meditating on it. But as we were fasting in January, I had the Lord tell me, I want this year to be a year like that again. Which I knew it wasn't just like that. It's going to be an increase. It's going to be even more. God's going to supernaturally erase some debt financially in people's lives. A year of increase. I want to increase it. I can hear it even more this year uh, that last time we went up 160000 in salary increase, but I just can sense it in my spirit this year he wants to increase his people more than he did last time. More than what happened last time. The question is, are we grabbing a hold of it? All right. So the Lord told me that. I hadn't told anybody yet. I hadn't told one person. Somebody that heard the testimony of four years ago started listening to us because they heard the testimony. They were watching online from another state. They, they desired in their heart to sow seed. The, the word tells us that the kingdom of God is like a seed, seed time and harvest. They, they, they desired and purposed in their heart to sow, at, to be out of debt. God put seed in their hand, and they said, where do you want me to plant this? One of the places that he told them was boomerang. They'd never even been here. They just got online. They've been watching online. They found it. They sowed to be out of debt. Four days later, God gives them an insane idea, which is a word we were having here that week. He gives them an insane idea, and they are $13,000 out of debt. God gave them a plan to break off $13,000 worth of debt, just like that, before I'd even told anybody yet. Can you see the desire and the willingness of the Lord before I'd even spoke it? He was already bringing it to pass. He'd spoke it to me, but I hadn't told anybody. I hadn't even told Nicole that. That $13,000 idea turned into $18,000, and now it's turned into $30,000 that's going to be completely erased. God desires to increase his people, and he doesn't want them in debt. Now, you might not know what to do with debt, but God knows how to handle it. For some of you, he'll just, you'll call up and you'll go and they'll just say, you got a zero balance. They'll say, how'd that happen? I don't know. It'll just be supernatural. For other people, he'll give you an idea and you'll put work in there and all of a sudden it will produce what you need and get you out of debt. And there's all kinds of different ways that God can do it. Who cares? Just, just let's just be, let's get out of debt, get out of the bondage and move into the increase. Yeah. That God has for us. What does God think about debt? He says, Owe no, nothing to anyone except to love one another. Proverbs 22, 7. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower becomes the lender's slave. Yeah. Now, does God call you to rule on this earth? Yeah. He does. You're to reign as kings. But what he tells us right here in this verse is you can't rule the way that I've called you to rule and reign as kings through righteousness if you're in debt. So we need to be purposed to say, Lord, I'm believing you to get out of debt. See, it's not, it's not you that empowers that. It's God that empowers that. In Deuteronomy 15, 1 and 2, it shows us that the plan of God was to completely uh, relieve debt on his people. 2 Kings chapter 4, the lady is there and she's about, her sons are about to go into slavery. God, God gives the man of God a word. It's a supernatural word. And all of a sudden she's completely relieved and her, and her children are completely taken out of that slavery. And she has enough increase to live on for the rest of her life. God hates bondages. The spirit of the Lord who is God sets people free. Doesn't put them in bondage, sets them free. Dead is a bondage. God doesn't want us to be there at all. Well, what about abundance? How does God want abundance in your life? Oh, he wants to overflow. 
2 Corinthians 9, 8 that we just read, always abounding, always in everything, and abundance for every good work. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. My cup overflows, right? Jesus was made poor so that you might be Beloved, above all things, I wish that you and be in good health even as your soul. I've given you an abundance for every good work, right? I want to give you, I give you the, he says in Deuteronomy 8.18, I give you the power to create wealth to establish the covenant. He says in, in Proverbs, I want you to be rich and wealthy and I want to add no sorrow to it. God's a God of abundance. He could have put just a few fish in the net for Peter. He didn't. He overflowed it. He overflowed the net. He overflowed the boat. He overflowed the partner's boat. <laughs> He's a God of excess. He's a God of increase. I think we've been thinking too small. I think our vision's been too limited, too earthly, not heavenly enough. Not just in finances. Just in how we see God. How we see God. How we see God. I said uh, earlier, uh, this week on the broadcast, there's a, a message that the Lord gave me called the span of his hand. Years and years ago when we were in the uh, pavilion building, the span of his hand. And I want you to see this. And uh, there was a demonstration. Uh, some math and science guys came up and figured this up. They said, our solar system, which has nine planets in it, our solar system, you know, has nine planets and the sun, right? If our solar system was the size of a quarter, now this is a little bit bigger than a quarter, but if our solar system was the size of a quarter and you put this sol our solar system on the ground and it doesn't roll away, um, <laughs> you put this solar system on the ground we, our solar system, our sun and nine planets is in the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy. And the Milky Way galaxy is made up of many solar systems. If our solar system is the size of a quarter, how big would the Milky Way galaxy be? How big do you think the Milky Way galaxy would be as big as this building? Or bigger or smaller? Bigger. Yeah, you'd be right. If our solar system was the size of a quarter, would the Milky Way galaxy be as big as Albemarle? Ooh, that's, that's a lot of area. Would it be as big as Albemarle? Bigger? You're right. Would it be bigger or smaller than Stanley County? It'd be bigger. How about North Carolina? It'd be bigger. If, our, if all nine of our sun... Is the size of a quarter, the solar system is the size of the quarter. How big is the Milky Way galaxy? Is it bigger, bigger than the United States? You're right, it is bigger. If our, if our sun solar system with nine planets in it is the size of a quarter, the Milky Way galaxy, which has many other solar systems, would be the size of North America. That's nuts. I know, she's like, that's crazy. I know, if our solar system was the size of a quarter, the Milky Way galaxy is the size of all of the United States and Canada combined. Now watch this. In the Milky Way galaxy, our sun is one star. There are billions of stars in the Milky Way galaxy, billions. And watch this. This is all we can see so far. In the universe, there are billions of galaxies. Let that sit. Billions. So take now, now if just using the same math, multiply all of the North American continent, United States and Canada, times billions. And that's the known universe. That's not all there is. That's just all we can see. And watch this. And the Bible says, and God measured 
the heavens by the span of his hand. How big is God? What kind of vision can he get to you? I think we've been thinking too small. I think we've been, God wants to increase our vision. Well, we're just in Albemarle. God likes to do big things in small places. God likes to do big things in small places. He's just looking for a people whose heart is pure towards him, towards him that he might show himself strong on their behalf. Those that know their God will do exploits. Do we know them? Is there more to know about them? Sometimes we just need to close our eyes and say, Lord, let me see you for how you are. The Apostle Paul, I love this, the Apostle Paul starts to meditate on him, on God and how big he is. He just starts meditating on him. And I think it's Romans chapter 11 around verse 32, 33. He just starts meditating on God and his love and his wisdom. Not even how big he is, just how big his love and wisdom is. And he just, the Apostle Paul, right? Now he knew a couple of things about the Lord. The Apostle Paul goes, Oh, the depth and the breadth and the width of who you are. Like, I can't even describe it. You're just so big. We need God. I think we've been thinking too small. Well, I'm just me. That's all it takes. Well, that's just five loaves and two fishes. <laughs> Multiply it times God. All of a sudden, you feed 15,000. The God factor. What can God do in you? Millionaire? Nothing to God. Hundred thousandaire? Nothing to God. Billionaire? Nothing to God. It's nothing. You, you realize, you, we've got this. Think about this. He measured the heavens by the span of his hand. Now all of a sudden we look back at the verse where it says, you know, speak to this mountain. And we've been looking at this mountain like this. God's looking at this mountain like do y'all see something? I don't see anything. I, is there a problem? I don't see a problem. What? Like that. And the continent shifts. <laughs> Who cares about the mountain? What mountain? I think we've been thinking too small. You realize all God's got to do, that science has told us that there's one planet that they've identified, and it looks like the whole planet is one big diamond. A planet. A planet. The whole planet's a diamond. And we're thinking, billionaire, millionaire, so big, God's just like, dink. Here comes this little asteroid diamond landing in your backyard. All of a sudden, overnight, you're a millionaire, you're a billionaire. <laughs> Like, hey, you go out the next day, there's like some smoke going on and everything. You're like, what is this? Oh, nothing, just a thousand carat diamond. It was a million carat, but the atmosphere burning off, but that'll do. <laughs> it's not hard for God. God's got great big plans. He's just looking for some people that'll believe them. Start thinking bigger. Believe God doesn't want them in debt. He wants them in abundance to do every good work. One of the things he shows us in Luke chapter 16 is, you know, and Colossians 1.13 says that we have been translated from a kingdom, a way of doing things, a rulership of darkness, and translate. We cease to be in that kingdom, and now we're in a totally different kingdom. Totally different kingdom. Watch this. Different rules. Different ownership. Different authority. Different ways. And he tells us in Luke 16, Jesus says, but you can't serve both of them. You're going you're gonna to end up serving one or the other. And what he gets us to is this. God wants us. God's big. God's powerful. He loves you. He's got increase for you. But you don't get into his increase doing it in a dark kingdom way. Yeah. Thinking a dark kingdom thoughts. 
operating by dark thinking, fear, anxiety, wisdom of the world. You don't get into his overflow and increase doing it outside of faith. You don't get into his kingdom and his overflow outside of hope, joy, confidence, expectation. You don't get into his overflow outside of love. If, you're, if your ways are not operating in faith, hope, and love, then you're not going to get into his kingdom, and therefore you're not going to get into his increase. But he's looking for people they will say, Lord, I'll do it your way. So, for example, the way that the devil keeps us serving a system of mammon, an old kingdom, is he'll, he'll put somebody in front of you and, and he'll have them do something wrong or he'll have you perceive it as wrong and then he'll say, don't forgive them. All of a sudden, when you put on that unforgiveness, you step out from the love into that dark kingdom ways and immediately shut down the increase. You immediately shut down God's ways and his system. You realize even if he did knock a chunk off of that diamond planet, like you hold it up, it's got to circle the planet until you get your stuff straight. You see, because you can't receive it in the wrong way. You're in the wrong kingdom. It blocks the flow. We got to say, Lord, I'll do it your way. I'll turn the other cheek. I'll be about your business. What, what does God say? Seek first my kingdom and its righteousness, or in other words, what I've done to you by righteousness, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Live by faith in that and do the right things. Do the right things. Seek first my kingdom and its righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. All these things. All what things? All big earth things? No, all big God things. Heavenly things. Supernatural things. So we're not talking about just earthly big. We're talking about heavenly big. God says, I'll add all these things to you. Just be about my kingdom and righteousness. I've already, he, watch this. He said, basically in Matthew 6, 33, I have already pre-programmed the abundance to get to you if you'll just be about me yeah. and my kingdom and my righteousness. If you'll get about me, I've already pre-programmed. You know, in writing programs on computers, you know, a lot of, you know, you'll hear the statement, garbage in, garbage out, it'll do what you tell it to do. That's the truth. It's just that sometimes people put in the wrong, the wrong things and told it the wrong things to do, but it'll do what you tell it. God's already pre-programmed the earth to bless you. Yeah. Think about that. God has pre-programmed the earth to bless you if you will choose God's way. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, it says, See this day I've set before you life and death. Heaven and earth will testify, right? Testify against you. In other words, and a lot of times we think it's, oh, it's testifying against us. No, here's what heaven and earth does. He's already pre-programmed heaven and earth to say what choice did they make, life or death, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. How are they operating... However they operate, however they operate, heaven, earth, respond. He says, if, in case you don't know it, choose life. And when he says life, he's not talking. When God says, I've given you life and the fullness of life, I've come that you might have life to the full till it overflows. John 10, 10. He's not talking about you just getting by. He's not talking about survival. He's talking about thriving because he's an abundant God, a God of increased vision. Watch this. God wants to give you an abundant vision. And watch, if God gives you a vision, in that vision, in that word, in that plan of God is all the provision that you need. It's all the provision you need is in that one word, that one vision. So if you spend time with the Lord and you get a vision of something, God's already determined you got all the provision you need. It's in that word. Look at Peter walking on the water. Did he walk on the water or did he walk on the provision of the word? 
He walked on the word. He said, if it's you, Lord, tell me to come. Jesus said, come. Peter stepped right on that word. As long as he looked at Jesus, he stepped on the word. The provision was in the word. The provision was in the vision. Provision was in the word. Provision was in the vision of God. And he did the supernatural on the vision of God and the word. All you got to do is get the vision of God. But see, many times the devil has taught us in many churches and pastors, and I've thought it before too, that our vision was only so high. But we're talking about an unlimited God. We got to look higher. Look into this word. And he says in Ephesians 3.20, above all that you can ask or think, exceedingly abundantly, beyond, all that you can ask or think. It's not just all beyond. It's exceedingly abundantly beyond. We have a big God who has a big vision. And that means he has big provision. I want to show you something. In order to get big vision, if you get big vision, God will bring that vision to pass. But in order to get big vision, you got to be connected to his vision. So here's the issue. Many people, what I've found over the years, many people and their vision for their life is simply connected to them. They're working at their job and building up a retirement home, you know, different things, all this stuff. You know, they, they have a place, a house at the beach, a house, at, house in the mountains, different things like that. But their vision is solely limited to them. But when we realize that our, our whole purpose on earth is to connect to his vision and a kingdom vision, and we connect our job and everything that we do. Hand me that other mic, please. When we connect our job, and everything that we do to the kingdom vision, we stop serving two different kingdoms. And now, think about this. What provision, supernatural provision of God, is found outside of his vision? None. The the provision that we need is found in God's vision. In other words, and what's he about right now? Is he about just getting us the nice home or the nice car? No, he's about souls. That's the whole reason that we're here. If all he wanted to do was just give you a mansion, we could just go to heaven. But that's not the core of his heart. The core of his heart is the children of God. He wishes that none would perish. But see, many times what we've done is we've found ourselves and been taught, well, if you go to school and get a good education and then you'll make some money and it'll be okay. And we're all, we're doing it all for ourselves, but not for the kingdom of God. We're not doing it for him. We've not connected our occupation or our job, our paycheck to the vision of God. We've not connected our time to the kingdom vision. We've just connected it to this is what we're doing. But when we see, if I want provision and big vision in my life, I connect everything in my life to him where God has planted me. In other words, everything I'm doing, I'll have provision in all the areas if I'll connect all the areas to him. Lord, you're the reason I do this. You're the reason I do well at my job. You're the reason why I'm believing for promotion. You're the reason why I'm believing to be out of debt. You're the reason why I'm believing God for an abundance. You're the reason. I love you. And Lord, I connect every area of my life to you. When you do that, watch this. When when you connect those areas of your life to the vision of God, to his kingdom and his righteousness, his abundant vision will flow into each area of your life. And all of a sudden, he can give you a million-dollar vision, a billion-dollar vision. He, and watch this, but if it didn't come from him, you won't have provision to get it. But if you are connected to his vision, all of a sudden now he says, look, that person is connected to the kingdom vision. Add everything to him. Add add everything to her. They're seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. 
add all these things to their life. Because they've purposed in their heart to connect everything that they do to me. I truly am their Lord. And when I give it to them, they will connect it to the kingdom. But see, God doesn't just say, okay, you have a company and it produces a million dollars a year. Give me all of the million. That's not God's way. God says, oh no, there's an overflow. And one verse says, don't, don't muzzle the ox. In other words, while they're treading out, while the, while the ox is doing the work, let them eat. and Let them eat good. Let them eat good. There's always a residual. There's always an overflow. There's an overflow. He doesn't want you just to be to the full. He doesn't want you uh, just to trickle over a little bit. No, he wants you to flood over. That's how he wants to do in your life. So when we connect our personal visions in every area of our life to a kingdom vision and say, Lord, I'm doing this for you, God says, now give them a supernatural and heavenly vision for their business, for their job. Give them a supernatural wisdom that they'll get promoted for. Give them, give them a supernatural vision inside of their family, for their home. Give them a supernatural vision for their vehicle. Give them a supernatural vision when we take those areas. In other words, watch this. How many people don't have a heavenly vision in all the areas of their life because they've not taken those areas and connected it to a kingdom vision? He says, I want you to be blessed for my glory. He says, I want you to, I will give you the power to create wealth for what purpose? To establish my covenant or a kingdom covenant. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. If you want to increase vision in whatever area of life that you're desiring it to be, if you want a bigger vision, because if you get a God vision in any area of life, God can bring about a provision. God can bring about. But if you want an increased vision, you've got to connect what you want God's vision in to the kingdom vision. You can't serve Two masters. You'll love one and hate the other. You'll end up being the servant of one. And the servant we want to be a servant of is the kingdom of God. God right now, he's desiring to increase the vision in this house. He's desiring to increase it in the partners that are watching online. I, I've got people calling me saying something is going on. They're recognizing it from other states. Something's going on at Boomerang. God is pouring out something. Something's happening right now. And we need to connect on a different level. They're listening to everything, every broadcast, everything. They're listening all of People are calling, saying, because they have spiritual discernment to recognize God's doing something. God's doing something. So it's time for us to say, all right, Lord, do it in me. He's looking for people. They'll say, Lord, I'm yours. I yield to you. I'm yours. And if we'll do that, God says, I want to get a supernatural heavenly vision in you. Doesn't matter how low you have been. Doesn't matter how high you've been. I want to take you higher right now. Is there anybody that wants to receive? I want to be taken higher right now. I want to be out of debt. I want to move in abundance. I've been thinking too small, and it's time to hang that up. I just invite you. It all starts with connecting to his kingdom. Connect your vision in each area of life to a kingdom vision. Be doing that area of life for his kingdom, and God can get you a heavenly vision. And if he can get you a heavenly vision, it automatically comes with a heavenly provision, a supernatural provision. All we got to do is get a heavenly vision. And all we got to do for that is make his vision ours and connect it in every place. Lord, I'm doing this for you. I work at my job for you. I'm nice to people for you. <laughs> I forgive people for you. I love on people for you. I drive nice for you. I don't blow the horn for you. I hold the door for people for you. Lord, every area of my life, it's for you. You know what that looks like? Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the director of my life. I serve you. 
And I connect my life for your purpose, for your kingdom. See, if there, if there were some businessmen that just decided, Lord, I'm all in to your kingdom. Lord, give me a big supernatural business. Give me a big supernatural business. And Lord, that overflow, the, every part of it you want, it's yours. I connect it to you. God says, oh, I can pour out some stuff. And all of a sudden, he can, that's where he can give you a vision. That's where he can give you the provision. And it won't just overflow his kingdom. It will overflow you because you're a part of his kingdom. It starts with a fellowship and a relationship with him. Lord, I'm all about you. I just want you to bow your head right now. And right now, I just want you to, to receive that call of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost saying, I want you to walk as my child. Not on again, off again. But I want you to walk as my child. And inside, the Holy Ghost is calling you and saying... You've been a little bit disconnected, and I want you to be more connected to me. I want you to be in fellowship with me on a heavenly level, not an earthly level, a heavenly level. I need you to be in proper fellowship. If you feel that draw right now, I just ask you to raise your hand. If the Holy Ghost is saying, hey, I want you to, I want you to be in a different level of relationship with me. Just raise your hand. Hold it up right now. Let me see them. I want to pray for you. Amen. I see those all over the room. Thank you. Amen. And I just want everybody in here just to pray this out loud. Mean it with your heart. Forget about who's sitting around you. You know, when we make Jesus Lord, we kind of stop worrying about what other people think. Either you truly want to make them Lord or you want to make them Lord, but not in front of other people. Well, that's not making them Lord. And I want everybody in here just to pray this. Just say it with me right now. Jesus, I want to connect with you. I want to increase supernaturally. But I know it begins with a fellowship with you. Jesus, today I declare... You are the Lord of my life. Everything you ask me to do, I'll do. No matter what it looks like or what it feels like, you are my Lord. Say, Lord, I believe that you died for me. You took my sin and it took you to the cross and the grave. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me of every sin, every misstep. And I believe by faith that God raised you from the dead. And when he raised you to life, it was a symbol that you did forgive my sin and made me righteous. And so I believe today, you have forgiven me, and I have these sins no more. And I won't walk in sin from this day forward. I believe that God brought you back to life physically. And when you raised him out of that place of death, I believe you didn't lead me in that place of death. But you raised me to fullness of life, fullness of increase, fullness of vision, and fullness of provision. Lord, open up vision now. I connect every area of my life to your kingdom vision. I do it all for you. Holy Spirit, let me be baptized now in the Holy Ghost and fire by Jesus Christ.
so that I'll be empowered to fulfill your vision and be a witness in Jesus' name. Now, right now, just receive that infilling and receive that fellowship made new and strong today. New and strong today. If you need to, just lift your hands right there where you sit. Lord, I just receive right now. Lord, we receive by faith your vision. You're showing us things. You're bringing us to new places, taking us to new heights. And it's not limited by earthly thinking. Father, it's unlimited because it's in you and your kingdom. Lord, show your people ways, vision, provision, wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, Father, let healing be in your people. Right now, heal bodies in Jesus' name, both in this room and watching online. Right now, in the name of Jesus, healing be in Jesus' name. Every demonic force that's tried to wrap up the people of God, in the name of Jesus, cease and desist your maneuvers against the children of God. Your power is bound. Loosen your grip and be removed from their lives. Now, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Father, right now, open up vision. Lord, show people your plans. Lord, let every hindrance be unlocked and removed in the name of Jesus. Let every hindrance be unlocked and removed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now, thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Just continue to receive right now. Thank you, Father. Thank 